0: listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Do you want to know how to build a team quickly, easily, and cheap, and go from self-employed to full entrepreneur? Well, hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I'm Diane Rolston, your host, and I'm so excited to have Chris Ward here with us today. She is going to give you back time. And I know as entrepreneurs, as busy professionals, as moms, as caregivers to so many... We definitely need your help, don't we, Chris? I think <laughs> we <definitely> so. <laughs> your help. We definitely need your help. So we are going to go through talking about how to build that team quickly. Uh, and whether you know, you're self-employed or not, you probably have ways and areas in your life where you can really benefit from Chris's help. So let me, uh, let me share a little bit more about Chris, and uh, then we're going to dive in to what we're talking about today. So Chris Ward is the leading authority in building your business by building your team. Chris is the founder of the win the hour, win the day philosophy. She helps entrepreneurs easily double their income and triple their time off. That's definitely something we all strive for. Uh After the loss of her husband, Chris returned full time to her work as a marketing strategist. She was thrilled to see that her business had not only survived her absence, but was thriving. And now Chris has completely changed the landscape for entrepreneurs by sharing the successful practices that allowed her absence. And Chris has been interviewed by one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, and ABC's The Secret Millionaire, James Malinjack. And she's been featured on award-winning podcasts, radio and TV shows throughout North America. So welcome, Chris. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a fan. Thank you. Oh, well, well thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm sure through this and through learning more about you, I already know some, but we're going to go, we're going to go deep, but we're also going to cover the really important things that, that so many people strive for, no matter really what they're doing in life. People want freedom, time freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. And just so everybody knows, this is going to be a no nonsense conversation with all the secrets. So Chris is gonna share how you can build a team so that you can get the real work done. And it's the work that lets you have a bigger impact on your audience and make more money. That's not something that everyone can really guarantee here. Uh, And so on average, Chris will get her clients back about 25 hours a week in just the first month. So you're gonna wanna hear about this. So let's go through this. Uh, First of all, I'm just curious. How did you get into what you're doing?
1: Well, as you told a little bit about my story, there, I was. I'm a marketing strategist, and I was pulled away from my business when my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that in itself, if you take the emotion out of it, it's all of a sudden it's a job that grows really quickly with you know appointments and chemo and all this other stuff. And so, what was happening was you know, all of a sudden, like I really wasn't there at all. I was maybe putting in an hour a week. And when I returned after the death of my husband, after his passing, um, my clients had no idea of what was going on. They didn't know anything I was going through. I mean, I'll be honest. It's not good for business. I didn't want people to know what's going on. And I also didn't want to talk about it. I, I was very positive person. We had a positive plan. And so I didn't need all that sort of petting and stroking that you, kind of get when you're going through that and I don't mean to minimize people's attempt to care but it was just not just not where I wanted my energy so I came back and they started to gently ask me like well how did you do that because understanding the the demands of what I went through emotionally and and schedule wise and everything and so I had a renewed commitment to how fragile life is and that you know your business should support your life and not consume it And, you know, I was, of course, really exceptionally grateful because, you know, that's quite a lifestyle change when you lose your best friend and all these things happen. And, and let's be honest again, take the emotion out of it. I also lost a paycheck. So if I had come back to a business that was no longer in existence, that would not have been the time to try to be charming in a job interview and learn a new skill, right? And a new job. So everyone started asking me about this really gently. And I started working with them under the capacity of their business and building their team, right? Because they were zoning out when they were with their family, working crazy hours, Mm. you know, like a Mm. addict, always hiding and trying to answer emails when no one's looking. And they, they were getting so frustrated because their dreams are always, you know, they, their business was alive, but they had these bigger ambitions and dreams and, and it was just getting more and more frustrating. So we started working together under that capacity of, you know, team building and they started taking real vacations and they started getting, you know, time off and making more money. And and you know, they were very generous in their praise. Some said I saved their life or their marriage or whatever. And I just thought, you know what? We need to help more people. Business should be fun. And I need to share this with more, you know, get this out there in more hands because there is this this beating of the drum that we should be grinding it out and that's what entrepreneur means in another language like you know sweat it out and i you know so i just wanted to help more people so i wrote the book and from there it's grown to this and a platform and right now we're on the verge of releasing a, um, our first info product the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs more results nice. less you so that's how it all evolved It's just a, a compassion and a caring for there's more to life than just you know, confusing sweat with success.
0: Yeah, I, I, there's so many things I can go off of. Um, first of all, I, I love how you designed how you wanted your experience to be during that time and how you wanted to keep your business life separate from really the, the, the tragedy and trauma that you were going through at the time I have five people in my circle who last year lost their husband to cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father has colon cancer, and mm-hmm. so i while i'm not caring for him i've seen in my friends how it completely takes them away from the life they had and mm-hmm. the fact that you were very clear about your guidelines i just want to I just want to really highlight that because that is very brilliant in the way that you were able to show up as you wanted to show up in your, in your career, in your business and by making that decision. And so I know other people are going through different things and to have one place where you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to, you can kind of escape for a little while. Yeah. We did that as a team though, too, John and I, because we made
1: an agreement in the beginning. Here's how we looked at, we said, okay, if the doctors are, you know, wrong, then we sat around holding hands, crying for a couple of years. And if the doctors are right, we sat around holding hands, crying for the last couple of years. So our whole approach to this even personally was, you know, it was all about being positive. It was living in the moment. It was, you know, I planned some surprises for him and some trips and big things and opportunities. And that took planning, you know, like I made this huge, big surprise birthday party one year and then took him to England to see family hadn't seen in a while. And, that was all time consuming. So it was our approach to be positive and not to zone into it. And I'll tell you, one of the hardest things in telling the story wasn't the emotion is that we never used the C word. We never, ever said cancer. We always said, he, you know, if we had to, we said, well, he was diagnosed, but we never, he didn't want that to be a part of his identity. So mm-hmm. learning to say that out loud afterwards to, to share this with your audience and other people, that was the biggest stumbling block I had. But we really just felt like you know, there's always something to complain about. And that wasn't what we were going to complain about. So it, it was um, a, a very tactical plan, but it was more just about keeping in the moment and being positive.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And so how, how interesting that many businesses are built from our life experience yeah. and from really just what we're good at. And so I've talked to a lot of people like, what if clients of I like? what do people come to you for? What are they asking you about? What do they want to know about? So what for you, had you make that decision of, I'm going to pursue this because you know, people want to know about it rather than going back to the marketing that you were doing.
1: Well, I am still a marketing strategist, strategist, and we still do Apparently not a good one because I can't say it. But we, we, I still, I am still a marketing strategist, and we still have that company, and we still have marketing clients, and they just seem to come by word of mouth. And you know, for me, the turning point was when I realized you could really change your life by simply starting your team. And again, I was humbly grateful. That I returned to a business that could support me when, you know, when you come back, you're in a bit of a fog and you've got a lot of changes in your life that are just very confusing and everything's upside down. And we had quite a friendship and a partnership. So I lost a lot of resources that I had before. So when people kept asking me and asking me more and more questions, I just wanted to help. And it just kept growing and growing. So it's what you see of me when, you know, I'm promoting stuff online because I want to start a movement. I want people Mm. to understand that there's more to it than this. And that, you know, you shouldn't have to sacrifice your family, your family and your life for your dreams. And, you know, that's what I want to do, but I'm still all about marketing and I have marketing clients and we use that to, t- to talk about all our platforms, you know, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. So nothing's changed. I guess I've just, uh, I now have two passions. I guess that's it.
0: Yeah. And so would you say you work 50, 50 on them or one more than the other? I guess so. I would say
1: fifty. It depends, like anything in life, it's fluid. I would say 50, 50, 60, 40, depending on what's going on, with, you know, with the business. The time, so yeah. I, I'm again, I have a team. I promote teams, so I'm very blessed that I can execute at a high level. Um, you know, like in the last six months, I also started a podcast, when the Hour, Win the Day" podcast. It's more general and it's about how to get to your next win. But these things I can all execute because I have that team. So I guess I just never, um, because that's in play and done well. I, uh, I, you know, it just kind of organically happens as things evolve.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, with, with what you were saying also about the grind, not being kind of the, the blood, sweat and tears, isn't the way it needs to be. And this new movement. So what would you say if you were like carrying that movement flag, what would your flag say? You know,
1: I think the biggest misconception, so many people think that once you arrive or once you get to a certain peak of the mountain or you want to make a certain amount of income that then you can afford the time and the luxury to build a team and that would be the mindset of you know the old school mentality or an employee mentality you know you need desks you need money you need computers you you know you have to hire somebody for ten hours a week but you only yep. really need them for. there's all that happening but we live in such a magical place now and the resources are phenomenal and continue to be so every year so Let me tell a quick story, when I started outsourcing you know, like I think it was about eight years ago. What was happening, you know, eight years ago seems like a very long time in sort of business and technology right now. And I was still going to physical meetings. I would go in somebody's room, we were talking about their marketing and I would be sitting there in their office taking notes on my lap and, you know, in my, even in my iPad, whatever. And I'd come back to the office and I would promise, raise my fist to the sky that as soon as I got back, I would put the notes in the file, everything would be good. So that never happened and what was happening was every Friday afternoon I would have all these notes from the week and the problem was is these notes were written to be like you know transferred in 20 minutes not days later. So sometimes I wasn't sure what package I promised or if I gave them a discount oh my gosh and then if they called and I was kind of guessing what if I gave them the wrong price because they'd asked for this special deal or something I would look like I'm trying to swindle them when in fact I just had poor notes. So, you know, I just thought this is nuts. This went on for a while. And as certain as every day ended with the letter Y, all these promises I made, how much I beat myself up, it just never happened. So I found someone who, you know, did the transcription for me. So I would leave these meetings, sit in my car for 30 seconds. And I would talk directly into my phone. She would put them directly into the file. I got all my Friday afternoon back. I didn't have the guilt of in beating myself up all week. And because God love her, she only liked doing transcriptions and that's all she did. She was really fast. So some weeks I used her for an hour, some weeks I didn't need her at all, but the weeks I did use her, it was like about 12 bucks. So $12 gave me all of Friday afternoon off, got rid of all this guilt and everything. And Mm -hmm. from there, it kind of... Snowballed like oh my gosh okay great now I've got this time to work creatively on a different project so that was the the gem or or the germ of it all for me and it kind of just blossomed from there and that's what I want people to hear when they think about building a team it's not like okay now I've made X amount of dollars and I can hire my first person and give them vacation you just don't have to do that anymore so twelve dollars started to change my life and it snowballed from there and that's what I want people to understand.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And sometimes it does take that the rock in the shoe sort of thing to get that push happening. But I wonder how many people are tolerating uh, something that's not working for them or who's suffering. So I I totally believe in delegating. I believe in bringing a lot of people onto the team. I don't have an office with a bunch of people in it. That's the traditional Mm -hmm. way, as you said. So when should people start their team?
1: That is an awesome question. And you know, when I'm working with my coaching clients, we do this 90 day cycle program and that's always the first question they ask me. And what I would tell you is in the magical world, it would have been day one. And if you didn't do a day one, then today's the next best day. Right? So it's just whatever it is you're doing you can start to accelerate your business. Because to me, team means together, everyone amplifies money, right? And you can just start making more money and getting more things done if you have a team. And you can afford $12. And that $12 I spent on the outsourcer gave me a whole afternoon, which created more money. And then I had a little bit more to spend. So really, you want to start like right away. There, There's just no reason to delay.
0: Yeah. And even for the people that are saying, well, I work a nine to five. I don't have uh, the need for this. There's always laundry. There's always your house cleaning. (laughs) There's always something uh, to be done. I know that that I've looked to outsource a lot of things around my home and in my life as well. And that's given me a lot of hours back. It's been fantastic. So what are those big mistakes that people make when team building, because I think we can learn from that. Maybe you made mistakes. I know I've made Mm -hmm. some mistakes. What would you say are things that you see happening? The biggest
1: mistake I would think is people will say to me, look, they, they, you know, when they're working with me, whether they're marketing client or whatever, and they, they see my team and they think, Oh my gosh, she's got this great team. And, and you know, or my clients will tell me that their colleagues are now jealous of them because like, Oh, they got, you know, they've got this great team. So you get, Seduced into thinking that whatever I now have, you know, Sarah and like, oh, Chris got lucky. She found Sarah. Like, and people will say, well, can you loan her out, or can you, bar- you know, can I borrow her? And that's like saying, you know, I'm really close with my sister. Would you like to have that relationship? You can borrow her for a weekend. Like, it, it's it's because she has been trained in my processes. So what I want people to know is, you're not looking for this magical fairy or this magical person. It really is in your hiring process, and there's simple things you can do. But you have to have a plan and a playbook you know and a blueprint and all that stuff and it's kind of like if my accountant said to me you know what chris you really need a better tax strategy and then i come back six months later and say that i tried it it didn't work and what do you know about that so people jump up and say okay you're right i need to start building a team and then they come back and say you know i think you're wrong the economy these days or kids don't want to work or my job is different it can't be you know you don't understand well it wasn't that it was, you had no plan. You have no area of, that's not your area of expertise or talent and you've had no training. And that's why I put so much passion into the book and the platform is so that people can get these things easily, but jumping up thinking, aha, I need a team and then running out and starting it coming back and it failed. That's not based on environmental issues. That's because you had no
0: strategy. Yeah. Yeah and that's great that you support people to do that. I can yeah. remember when I you know have hired people in the past I won't give any specifics but just it wasn't it wasn't working out like I thought it would. And I can remember exactly the day I'm running on a treadmill I'm listening to this podcast and the person was talking about hiring and talking about your team and She said, you know, maybe you're an entrepreneur that's awesome and that's doing all this great stuff. And then you're thinking, why is my employee or my person on contract or the person on my team, why are they not doing really well? I must have hired the wrong person. I need to fire them and hire someone else. And what she said was, the problem was you and how you trained them and your expectation that they're going to be another you. Yeah. That they are not gonna be you. If they were you, they would have their own business. So
1: (laughs) it's even worse than that if I can, you know, be so bold. Is a couple of things is often people will say, let me back up for a second. So first of all, training can be super easy, right? You start off small. You can say to someone, look, I've never had an assistant before. So in this beautiful world we're in right now, you can say, Look, I'm gonna start you out about three, six hours a week. This can grow. I don't really know how much but these are the variables that you can work with now as opposed to making a commitment to someone buying a desk and a computer. So what will happen is you start off. So, and you could be doing something that you have to do every day. You screen capture with a free platform and you send them a two minute video and you say, look, I now want you to do this. And also can you write out the steps I gave you? And then we have a process for the next person or if you're not in tomorrow or whatever. So the training thing is just something that you can unfold easily as you're doing your own work and hand it off. It doesn't have to be this big thing that when you get three weeks, you're going to put all this muscle into because frankly, that will backfire because you'll miss steps because you're so used to doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you just want to do little segments, give it to them. And that's great. The second thing is people often come to me and they'll say, okay, I was speaking with someone just this week and she Realize she's at a choking point with her business. And she said, I do need help. So what I've hired is somebody to do my posts on social media as me. And then I'm going to hire a marketing person, um, you know, just to do my marketing, like not a coach or not to help you with your marketing or strategy, but I'm going to hire like a, a virtual assistant to do my marketing online. So what's happening is she's hiring people that really, like she should be reporting to. Like how can somebody who's new to your organization act as you online in social media. It's not going to work. Now, there are things they can do in social media to help you. So for example, sometimes right now, where we're talking a lot about the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, people ask me questions. And even for me, when I type them out, I'll copy and paste them and put them on a Google doc because I'll notice eventually I'm going to have 10 sample answers. And even for me, I can copy and paste and put them into different questions rather than type out. There's only so many different ways I can answer that question. Right. And sometimes my team might see somebody that says, oh, I'm really frustrated. I'm thinking of hiring someone. And they could take those words that I have already used a bunch of times because it's on that sheet and just stick it in there. So they're recycling my responses because I can't be online all day. That works. But then you're going to hire somebody who, who you have to be finding your own voice on social media all the time. I'm learning like, oh, this resonates with people or they like this word, not that word. So you can't have somebody come in and deal with your your heartaches or your headaches, and then look at them and go, well, I don't know how to do it and you have no training and why is this not working out? So there is the, the different paths of trying to hire someone just like you, which not only are they not an entrepreneur, but that's very limited. You want to hire somebody with a different skill set. I personally want to be the dumbest person in the room. I want a team supporting me with their excellence and me being sort of the hub of the wheel. But then also don't just say, all right, You know, restaurants are famous for this. They'll hire a restaurant manager when they own the restaurant. They just think, oh, they'll know how to manage it. But I'm running around like a crazy person. And somehow they'll magically manage me even though I pay them. So it just doesn't have to be so big and heavy. Just start small and have success with it and don't turn it into a big thing.
0: Yeah. So people are thinking about hiring a traditional role, like a proper job description title role when really it's just what task do you want done and and then who's the expert that can do it so the social media piece just the posting or like you said just the transcribing or maybe just the podcast management like what piece can they do yeah and
1: it will grow it will grow from there
0: exactly because people
1: do get confused. They'll be like, they confuse as someone in social media helping you to, oh, and they'll make my graphics pretty and edit my video and do my posting. Well, those are three very different tech areas, right? So what I would say is, you know what? You're new. Even when you go through our playbook and, and the clients that we have in our coaching program, even though they've had a lot of our skill set on hand, you still, why, why go from zero to 100? You just say, okay, I'm hiring somebody from three hours. And then it's so easy and and you just get so excited like me with the transcription it's like oh my gosh i got friday afternoon off okay what else can i do and success breeds success so don't sit down and make it a big heavy project that has to have like a beginning middle and end and then think you're just going to hand it off to someone and it's never going to be revised you're always going to have ambitions yep. and dreams your work's going to evolve so you'll have to know the skill set of rinse and repeat hiring and editing processes as you, as you go along
0: yeah and that thing around you want to be the dumbest person in the room. My yeah. feeling to kind of add to that is you want to be passionate about what you're passionate about and let other people get excited about what they're doing. So I often use taxes as, as my example of like, I'm not a fan of Duke taxes. I don't like to do that stuff. Um, and it just drains my energy. But to talk with someone about t- who loves taxes and s- feel their energy around it. Yeah. Like I I didn't know in my house that my taps could glisten the way they do. And then because my cleaner is passionate about cleaning properly and cleaning really well. yeah. Yeah. So that amount of not just you're saving people time by helping them do this, you're saving the energy, the energy so that they can be creative in the things Mm -hmm. they're actually passionate about. Because when I think about taxes, doing them, it just drains my energy i talk slower i'm like slumped down i'm like wall right and it would take me much longer than hiring the experts so it's around leveraging but i'm curious what are some of like the biggest myths that are out there around outsourcing around hiring mm. online mm. yeah that's a great question i get that one a
1: lot on my website com. and the biggest ones is people think like You know, even when I did this eight years ago and I had my first transcriptionist, especially back then, they had this idea that that person's driving to work on a chicken, right? Or they don't speak English or there's all these variables that, you know, are just are like, okay, yeah, it's economical, it's flexible, it's accommodating, it could not be better, but that somehow I'm, you know, I'm like a static interconnection with Mars and they don't speak my language. That's not the case at all. In case you haven't all figured out, I have a bad habit of speaking quickly. And I would tell you that my team all speak better English than I do. <laughs> and uh, so it's, they think there's language barriers. They think there's just all kinds of obstacles that interfere with that. Or people will say, well, how do you know what they're doing the work? Especially people that I like. I have a cousin who, who speaking of taxes, she, he's an accountant and he's like well how do you know your team's doing the work when half my team's virtual i'm like well what are you sitting in your office like with a slate and a chalk no you're all working on computers and you see the work coming through your computer frankly if i have to sit there and beside you and supervise you to make sure that you're still working that's a problem but the work always comes through the computer and we they get assignments and they get done and if that's not enough for you many of these platforms have screen captures where every 10 minutes you could monitor that they'll show you the screen that they're working on so there's a whole bunch of uh, ways to manage that if you have insecurities in that area i've never needed to i assign stuff it gets done what's there to ask right mm-hmm. so there's all these um, imaginary obstacles and i'm just here to tell you it could not be more seamless like like, yeah, that's where I go crazy. Is like, oh my gosh, people, if you knew how easy it is and how much it would change your life, that you know, 90 days from now, you'd be working half the time, but with much bigger results. You know, as one of my clients said to me, she goes, Oh, Chris, you're a dream catcher because all my dreams, I was just moving further and further away from them. And now I, it's you know, I can get stuff done. So that's the exciting part.
0: Hmm, yeah. And with when you hire someone or you bring someone on to do a task, Do you believe in hiring um, and paying on the project or paying on the time?
1: So most of the time, I would say 80% of the time, I believe I'm paying on the project. Okay. So there's almost always I pay on the project because they should know how long that's going to take. So we are in agreement. This is what you're going to do. And even if it's like a graphic designer that like we, one graphic designer that works with us, I'd say about 20 hours a week ish. But there is about 10 different things he does on a regular basis, whether it's banners or this, like just a constant rotation of these variables. And we have a price point for each one of them, like a banner is this amount of dollars, whatever, right? Now, the only one I pay for by hour would be my virtual assistant because it is hourly job. It's just got so many different variations. It's, it just could not be a project, but I believe in paying by the project.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people are, uh, like well i don't know how many hours it'll take them to to do this or do that, and I'm concerned about the money and so if you already agree to that project up front, then then that makes it a lot more manageable to to know what the expectations are.
1: It does, but again, take that transcriptionist in hand. First of all, I would tell you that most of the time you're going to be shockingly surprised it's going to be way less money than you thought it would be, right? So for twelve bucks, I got all Friday afternoon off. So even if I had been wrong and it was like thirty bucks. I would have still paid 30 bucks to have all Friday afternoon off, right? But what I also can tell you is depending which platform you're using, depending which assignment you have, you can, if it was something per hour, you can cap it. That they have to log in depending, again, which platform and what the arrangements. There's a bunch of variables. But you can say, well, this is a new person. They've got three hours and it's capped and they can't charge you past those three hours. Yeah. So there's... For every scenario you can give me, I can tell you that there is more security and things in play than ever was in an employee situation. Like this is way more sophisticated than, you know, hiring an employee back in the day.
0: Yeah. And which platforms do you like for hiring online?
1: Well, each one has pluses and minuses and different things. So one of the bigger ones is Upwork. It used to be Odesk and that's great. Uh, One of the minuses is they take 10% off everything forever. If you keep that employee for the next 30 years, you and them are paying 10% off that. Uh, They're great for middle of the road type stuff. Um, You know, people are, some people are familiar with Fiverr and that's great for one-offs. If you need something a little bit more, like just maybe a cover of a book. Um, Philippine online is really great for virtual assistants. Now they have a monthly fee, so you might pay 60 bucks for the month, but you put up a job post, you get what you need. And then you don't go back there until this time next year, if you need to hire a couple of people. So Mm -hmm. it really depends on what you're looking for and the, the position as a big play in it. And then the pluses and minuses of the platform and how they serve you as a platform.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of protection for, the person hiring I have found using, Oh yeah. And yeah. Such. the uh, it's, it's a lot safer than, than I think people think cause they're looking, maybe thinking about, Oh yeah, well I go on Craigslist and pop on there about a job or I jump on someone's site. But having that middleman of some, one of these platforms has been really helpful for me and a lot of my clients and knowing that they're taken care of, right? Their money's in escrow. It's not going to be released until the job's completed really well. And so it does give you that opportunity to have that back and forth without there being, um, you know, you getting duped or, or screwed over basically. So it's, it's, it's awesome.
1: A, it's much safer than having an employee. I'll tell you something, I, you know, I'm a, I try to be a positive person, so I don't share this story very often, but I'll tell you since you brought it up is um, I do have in-house staff for sure, and I, you know, but I, when I had an assistant in-house, so let's say I've got five employees, so I used to have two in-house or whatever, anyhow, I had hired somebody and she was coming into the office and I was starting to get the idea that maybe things weren't working out. This was about eight, nine years ago. Anyhow, somebody had come to me that we had just done a big contract work and he was like a a tree guy that did a lot of work, arborist. So he paid me in cash. I put it in the drawer. It was $900 and it was like a week before Christmas. And the next day, 900 bucks was gone and she never came back. And to this day, I kept thinking, well, maybe somehow it got lost. Like, I just can't believe somebody would steal from you. So when people talk to me about virtually being safe, I'm like, listen, 900 bucks a week before Christmas. And since you guys know, it was also like the first Christmas John had been diagnosed. So I didn't even tell him because I got this, you know, we we just had this new information that came. It was weighing heavy on us. He did not need to know that you know, it was week before Christmas. So don't talk to me about how safe you are with the virtual world, because it was like, okay, then, all right, let's keep moving. So it's just a completely different world when you're outsourcing. And that's why I go insane and passionate about it is because it's so much easier and it will, it will amplify your business and your results so much more. And any other way than doing this is just making it hard on yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, A lot of people think there are so many costs though to hiring. And you know, if I'm going to get on some of these platforms, then the platform costs me or I need to put security into place that costs me, I need to train them, it costs me. But what are really like the costs of doing it all on your own? Well, doing it all on your own, first of all, Like
1: you you just, I mean, think of it something like, let's say I'm a chef and I make a really fancy plate of food and it's like, okay. And the plates are 40 bucks a plate. You're going to have a little, little teeny restaurant where maybe it only seats, seats like 12 people. So doing it your all, do I have somebody at the door seating those people and somebody washing the dishes and a sous chef so that I can get $40 plates out and get maybe, I don't know what, a hundred plates out tonight? Mm. Or am I going to do the groceries and sit the people at the table, you know, do all that. And then, excuse me, I just have to wash some plates. So now we're cutting it down to I'm serving like maybe 10 people a night. So there's the math. It's very simple. And when you are like running around trying to learn just enough to get by i'm telling you you just wear yourself down to the bone you're exhausted you don't you're not nearly as creative you will be having real professional jealousy as you look around see people moving further and further ahead because you're not keeping up i mean that's just the costs are are hugely endless you know like people will say to me oh my gosh you wrote a book you got a podcast you're doing this how did you get it done well i have a team so it, it really is painful to me you know, work is when one requires knowledge, you need somebody to give you knowledge and to move on that. And the other thing I would tell you is the talent is often connected to the technology. So just recently, the, I mean, my video editor who does all like videos and my podcast stuff, she showed us a program Descript. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. So when you're shooting a thing like this and we're videotaping it, you could right click if I say, um, and they will say, do you want us to remove all filler words? So every time your guest says, um, yeah. they take it all out. Now she showed me that and a bunch of other little tricks that it can do because that's all she does. So she's in that you know ar- arena and she's getting all the latest technology where I wouldn't be rubbing elbows with those people. So she showed me the features of this. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cheap. It was like 50 bucks. It had all these cool tricks. So the ta- talent and technology are really embedded together and you just really want to be the entrepreneur the visionary that says where's the next place i can make money and how quickly can i get there
0: true yes so even though it's going to cost you if we think of it it's going to cost you the money to pay her it's going to cost you for the software the amount of time that is saved by that software doing that job is huge it's a lot more than um than paying someone so and i want to pick on
1: you with the word cost because i would tell you that not only a is it investment but b it always always covers the expenses so Mm -hmm. what i would say to you is that software is 50 bucks i now own it so like i I, that 50 bucks for the next three years who cares right and then my video editor, like, I, I can't remember when we do videos, I think for the podcast, I think it's $10 a show. Like we're talking, if you drink coffee, you, you can afford a coffee, you can afford a lot of these services. So what I would tell you is I, I, the fees are so minimal that you really yeah. can't even count them. Like they cover themselves. Back to the transcriptionist, you could say, well, that cost you $12, Chris. Did it? I got Friday afternoons back and I stopped beating myself up all week. So, you know, that $12, like it just didn't count. It just didn't matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when I use the word cost, I'm meaning because a lot of people who are in this place of, I can't afford that, that's 100%. what they're thinking of it. Yeah. Because, you know, even I looked at things like certain things that integrated with, with, um, with Infusionsoft or even some special up higher level in my send out cards account. I look yeah. at it, and I go, Okay, well, what is the pricing of that? yeah, and then what is it what is like the price for me to pay my assistant to do that because she has to manually do it rather yeah. than it be automated and I'm like, that's fifty dollars, her hourly rate times how many hours yeah that's that's yeah, this is two hundred dollars, this is fifty dollars. I just made. by using this. And now I can put her on other tasks to save me more time, which is amazing. So I think the the real thing here is everyone has to look at what are the things that you're currently doing? Which ones, which tasks do you need to delegate out? How are you going to delegate them out? And rather than just, I can't afford that or I'm not big enough yet, or I don't have enough sales yet. We need to really be thinking about, where we're putting our money and where we're putting our time and you have the tools to be able to help them to figure that out. So I know you have a lot of free tools that you're offering, um, Mm -hmm. free gifts, um, or some gifts for uh, our listeners. So why don't you let them know what's there and how can they get these gifts?
1: Yeah. So you can check out free gift from Chris, dot com, And we've got a bunch of, it's like a little treasure box there. We've got a bunch of little things mm-hmm. that we can show you that we still charge for. So only your listeners get this. It's not to the, you know, mainstream. Wow. So check it out. Free gift from com, because I will tell you, if you think you can't afford help, then you really need help. Like that's, that's the, the sign right there. And just one quick last example. There's lots of people that think what they do is like, oh, nobody else can do this. So I was dealing with one of my clients, and she's a designer. And she's like, Chris, you don't understand. I go into the homes, I'm the designer. Nobody else can do this. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But we looked at her work and the pre and the post work. So what was taking her an hour and a half, two hours, we slimmed down to 40 minutes because she didn't have to do all the admin work pre and post. So she served more people in less time. And then she started taking on other ambitions. She wrote a book, she started doing stage Mm -hmm. presentations, she was on local TV shows. So then she started having a wider reach and making more money because she wasn't tied to these hourly commitments. And her industry was very hands-on specific. So I just want you to understand when you also think your job is different, there's
0: always ways to minimize the pre and post work. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the Les Brown quote, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. And so I'm hearing that's what you help people do is to really see, yes, this is a you role and this could be a someone else role. And I'm sure there was a a spot in her mind where she was thinking, yeah, but it's just 50. I I would just save 15 minutes if someone helped me with that. Yeah. But that's, that's 15 minutes times how many clients times every single month. That is your two weeks, your four weeks that you could go and write a book and, and those little pieces, if it is half hour a week, that is half hour towards writing your keynote for those speeches or, or getting another uh, lead or doing another sales call. So Yeah. yeah, you're, you're bang on it. It's around being in your zone of genius and being paid per hour for the optimal work, for the stuff that pays you the most money, rather than a 10 hour, you know, we often think of the the $10 job or minimum wage job compared to your, your ideal, what you can make an hour, $100, $200, $1,000, whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. So what is the best way for people to get in touch with you so that they can well, Learn. right
1: now, check it out, you know, get on our waiting list. Cause we've got all kinds of really exciting things coming out with this product. So it's coming soon from Chris dot com, And that would be a phenomenal way to keep in the loop of what some of this real, like, we are baking an amazing product that will feel like I'm bleeding when I give it away for such a price. Like we're not messing wow. around with this. We really That's want awesome. it to get in as many hands as possible so that you really can save 25 hours a week within the first month. So do that. Reach out to me on any of the socials and tell me you heard me on this fabulous podcast because you know a friend of Diane's is a friend of mine and uh, you know so
0: yeah do all that yeah connect with Chris basically <laughs> and remember it is Chris with a K the show notes will have all of the information on there for you uh, so we'll just kind of wrap up with one final question um, mm-hmm. Chris for you what is the the one thing that you want to really Leave our listeners with one next step, one note, one thought, one persuasion. What what is that one thing you want to leave our I think listeners business with? should be fun,
1: and I think your business should support your
0: life and not consume it. Awesome. Yeah, and how you said that comes from such a deep place. I feel that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pre- pleasure, Chris, to speak with you. Um, I'm really glad we got to do this because we're in such alignment with our beliefs on this. And I I love hearing your passion that you have for it. You're definitely a dynamic woman. I I knew (laughs) that from the moment you sent me that little video intro, it was fantastic. I won't share more about it because that's one of your trade secrets, I think. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I encourage all of you out there, stop doing it all on your own. Stop being the lone wolf. Look for ways to really build your team, build your pack, have other people support you. That's the way that you are going to have the ultimate success. That's the way you're going to get forward faster. And as you heard from Chris's story, that is also how you're going to be able to get through life's humps and bumps and tragedies Mm -hmm. and really come out on the other end fine and get through that time by really leaning on the support of your team and having Having you all come out for the better. So thank you again, Chris, and uh, all the best to you. And so for those of you listening that are thinking, wow, that was a really great interview, really cool to to listen to her expertise. This is what we do at Dynamic Women Podcast. We interview amazing women. And if you have some that you think that I should interview, please email info at DianneRolston.com. Also, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any. Future podcast interviews or episodes where I give you the inside scoop, give you the tips and tricks in running my business and my life in a balanced way, in and receiving, you know, the success that I'm really looking for. So, thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who has supported the Dynamic Woman podcast with reviews. And happy to say that we are the top. In the top 50 podcasts by moms because I am a mom uh, done by the podcast magazine we are so thankful that we get to come on here every week and provide you with tools and tricks in order to have the success and the balance that you are craving in your life and to bring you amazing dynamic women so until next time stay dynamic bye